first point guard and Blazer beat writer Mike Richmond, and you are listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode, we're going to talk about Damian Lillard's one birthday wish and two guys that can help him achieve that wish. Let's get right into it. Damian Lillard turned 30 this week. And instead of celebrating a mid-July birthday in the offseason with his family, as has been his custom in his eight years in the league, he celebrated with his teammates inside the Orlando bubble at Disney World. Certainly a unique one for Mr. Lillard, but it gave us a wonderful scene. So the Blazers are out of quarantine. They're back at practice. They're living a as normal a basketball life as you can under the current circumstances. Certainly nothing like actual normal, but approaching something that is like that. So Damian Lowe turned 30 and the team threw him a little birthday party. And the scenes we have from it are basically all from Blazer's social media. Guys, <laughs> millennials holding their phones out, a, a typical scene nowadays. But what it gave us was this moment where the team sings happy birthday to Damian Lillard. And then he steps up before them. Uh, He's kind of, they're in like a little banquet room in some hotel, uh, presumably the yacht club where they're staying in Disney world, but uh, they're in like a little banquet room and everyone's at, at, you know, long tables and standing around and, and singing happy birthday to Damian Lillard. And then he stands before them. He's standing up kind of filming on his phone, everyone's singing to him. And he, he stands before them and he, he offers, one request for his birthday, and I'm going to play that for you now. Uh, warning, there's some swear words. There's actually one swear word, so if that's not your thing, fast forward about 18 seconds. Yeah. big on my birthday, so I appreciate y'all, you know what I'm saying, helping me get something done, man. Have a good time. So, uh, my only ask as a birthday gift is let's not waste our fucking time out here. So Damian Lord made his request clear. While the team is in Orlando, he does not want to waste any time. He, of course, said it with an expletive that we will not include here in Lockdown Blazers, even though I've sworn on this podcast plenty of times on accident, and you fine listeners have stuck with me. At least, if you're listening now, you have. But I think Dame's, that moment, uh, the audio ripped from Hassan Whiteside's Instagram, so it's not ideal, but it's what we have, that but that moment kind of gives you a little bit of inside look, gives us a little bit of an inside look into what Damon Lillard, the leader, is like. Uh, this was classically Dame in a couple different ways. Uh, it's classically Dame because it's kind of cliche. Uh, you know, this is a business trip. Let's not waste our time down here. We're going to, you know, make this count. But it's also sincere this is not he's not saying this somewhat cliche thing because he doesn't mean it Damien Lord is a little bit corny I've said it before but he's it, it is in a really sincere way this is how he honestly feels how he how he think he thought in the moment or thinks in the moment that he needed to address his team but I also think it's important to note that this is not a rally cry. There's some clapping and cheering that I played for you after it, but it's not like the room erupts, like this is some sort of like win one for the Gipper, uh, you know, watershed moment. This is Dame doing what he does. It's it's much more matter of fact, here's what we're going to do, or here's how I'm going to approach it, you guys already know, than it is some sort of 
stump speech or motivational moment that everyone will point back to and say, yeah, remember when Dame said, let's not waste our time and we realize we shouldn't waste our time? More than anything, I think it, what I wanted to play that audio for you is because we don't get to see this very much. There are these meetings behind the scenes that get reported out in the media after the fact or pointed to years down the line. Hey, there was a moment when Damien Lord spoke to us. Oh, hey, I remember this time that we went to dinner and this happened. And you get little bits and pieces. You get small bits of reported, here's what Dame is like, here's what the team is like, here's how guys respond, and that type of thing. But because of the unique situation in the bubble, and because of um, the age group of athletes in this modern time, almost everything is on a cell phone video. So you get to see these private moments, or in our case, hear these private moments that would otherwise happen behind closed doors. At the team, the, the Blazers meet uh, in preseason, and they have a team dinner. And at those team dinners, uh, it's basically the start of training camp. It's it's they have media day in the morning, team dinner at night, then they then they kick off official training camp the next day. That's like a typical start of the season. And at these team dinners, that's kind of where uh, Dame will address the team, or t- and Terry will address the team, and they'll kind of set out their goals for the year. Here's how here's our expectations. Here's what we want to do, and we'll usually get those trickled out, reported down one way or another. But what you don't get is what we got here is the tone and the actual video. You can find it on, it's just, if you're a Twitter person, it's online. You've probably already seen it or you can find it quickly. Uh, but you get to you get to see how just sort of all business Dame is. He delivers this this business message. Let's not waste our time. That's his birthday wish. And the room doesn't erupt and cheer and go crazy. They just They clap a little bit, and then right at the end of that clip, you can hear someone say, turn the music back up, because they're going to have fun. You get Damian Lord's mentality, you get his willingness to address the team earnestly, matter-of-factly, and a little bit cliche-like, and you get the Blazers' mission. They don't want to waste their time. And in the second and third segments, I want to talk about two Gentlemen on the roster who are going to help the Blazers make the most of their time in Orlando. We'll start with Gary Trent Jr. and then transition to Zach Collins, two very important role players on this team. The Blazers' success will largely come down to its stars. If Dame is really good, they'll have a chance. If he's not excellent, they probably won't. But much of the team's chances of success success hinges on their role players. So that's what we'll focus on for the rest of the show, is a couple important role players who will help make sure that the Blazers don't waste their time in Orlando. But before we do that, I want to tell you all about rockauto.com. rockauto.com is a family business that has been doing it online for 20 years. And you can go to rockauto.com right now to shop for all your auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake pads to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals as the do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Just go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And while you're there, write in Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection 
reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right. So we talked about Damian Lillard's birthday wish in that first segment. Don't waste our bleeping time. Now I want to shift gears and talk about some of the folks on the team who will help Dame not waste his bleeping time. The first is Gary Trent Jr., who was not supposed to play this year and then was thrust into the rotation because of injuries and lack of depth at that position, and then basically by the middle of January turned into a really serviceable player. After January 18th, his 21st birthday, over the final 23 games of the season before the before the hiatus, before the but it was stopped, Gary Trent Jr. averaged 12.2 points per game and shot 40% from three. He was playing about 29 minutes a night. He was a very serious contributor on a team that was not good, but trending in the right direction. But now, with Trevor Ariza sitting out in Orlando, Gary Trent Jr. is going to play big minutes in high leverage situations. He was always going to be a big contributor. He had proved himself worthy of that. But now without their top wing defender, Gary Trent Jr. might step into that role for some time. He's going to be behind Carmelo Anthony to start, it sounds like. Carmelo's going to start at the three. But the Blazers may go to quote-unquote three-guard lineups with Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum playing alongside Gary Trent Jr. in that in that lineup. I guess Gary Trent Jr. is playing alongside them, but eh, the phrasing worked better that way. But that means that he's going to have more responsibility, both defensively and offensively, just because there's going to, he's going to be in big, high-leverage situations, big moments. So I want to play you a little audio from Gary Trent Jr.'s meeting with the media where he talked about sort of how he's improved and where he's at heading into the restart. You know, I feel like I got a pretty good rhythm right now. You know, this is, you know, coming into year two slash three, if you want to say it in a sense, with the little break we had. But the game has slowed down you know, completely for me. You know, I know the offense better. I know where I can get my shots, where I can't get my shots. You know, how to set certain guys up to score that need to score at the certain right time. So, you know, really just, you know, growing. You know, growing up, becoming a better player, listening to my coaches, you know, and trying to get better every day. For me, the most interesting part of that Gary Trent Jr. response is that he kind of calls this year three. And that was something that I maybe hadn't, considered seriously enough for a young guy is that he got this little bonus offseason. Now, there wasn't structured practices, and it was probably hard to get into consistent high-level five-on-five games. I'm not sure that he did even at all, but he did get more instruction time, more time to sort of take stock of, like he said, how he fits on this team. And I think understanding your role is one of the most important parts for young players, and particularly players who are not stars on this team. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. has is on track to be a pretty darn good NBA player, but he's not. He's certainly far from a star or a or a you know one of the featured players in this roster. He is going to make his mark by being a role player, and I think that perhaps this forced hiatus, this four months off, gave him a chance to figure out specific, dial in specifically on what his role is. And I like that he said the sort of season two, season three, what you call it, because there's this sort of joke in NBA circles that you're still a rookie from your whole first year until until game one of your second season. And now with this 
four-month force break, uh, Gary Trent Jr. comes in, in a, in a way, starting season three. He had a whole 65 games to kind of figure out what year two was like. Then he gets a little bit of break. And now he's in for, with an offseason, he's, now he's in for, you know, a quote-unquote restart. But he had time to dial it in. And after that mini offseason forced break, Gary Trent Jr. is back with the Blazers and playing with a couple new teammates. And importantly, I think what Gary Trent Jr. says here in the audio I'm about to play you is what a lot of guys have echoed is that how impressed they've been with Zach Collins and Yusuf Nurkic. And if the Blazers are going to get where they want to go, I think in large part it's going to be because Gary Trent Jr. It becomes a really competent defender on the wing and because they're just so damn big. So here is Gary Trent talking about his first impressions of his new teammates or reintroduction to his teammates who he hadn't played with in a long time is probably a more accurate way to say it. For sure, you know, I've been waiting, you know, for Zach to get back. You know, he's a great defender. I like to, you know, think of myself as a pretty good defender as well. So, you know, whenever you can have another defender out there that if I get beat, you know, I can trust that Nurk or Zach, you know, is going to have my backside. Man, the way they've been looking in practice is – Man, it should, it should be scary. You know, Nurk is looking great. You know, he's shooting the ball well. He's finishing around the rim. He's defending. Zach is coming out strong, being aggressive. You know, both of their games speaks for themselves. So if anybody has any questions or anything about them, you know, they're, they're still at the same level. I haven't noticed a difference at all. So, you know, it's a great thing. It's a positive thing. And, you know, we're glad. We're glad they're back. There's your daily dose of hope from Gary Trent Jr., he feels like he's improved heading into quote-unquote season three. And when he sees his new or reintroduced teammates, Zach Collins and Yusuf Nurkic, he feels like they're a problem. That's kind of been the sentiment from a bunch of Blazers, is that Zach Collins looks really good and he does so many little things. Carmel Anthony said the same thing, is that he does so many little things that, that you appreciate when you play with him on the court. And that the real sentiment that from guys is that Yusuf Nurkic looks ready to go. You know, he was basically ready to go the week that the season was uh, put on hiatus. So the idea that he's like super ready to go now makes sense, but he just hasn't played basketball in a long time and we haven't seen him play basketball in a long time. So hearing from the guys that he looks like Nurk is, is an important deal. But I think the other thing that Gary Trent Jr. kind of touches on there is that the Blazers' defense might, I don't know if it's going to change dramatically, uh, but I do think there's we're in for a change. Uh, we'll talk about that in the third segment too, but I want to touch on it here before we get there with, with Zach Collins, is that Gary Trent says that he's he's confident that he will have help behind him if he gets beat. And I think that's where we're going to see the Blazers change a little bit, is I think they're going to be more aggressive on the perimeter, knowing that pretty much 48 minutes a game, they'll have two seven-footers in in the paint or around the rim or helping from the weak side to make things tough on anyone trying to go to the rim. Gary Trent Jr. is going to play some small forward. In a clip I didn't play for you, he talked about how he's played everything from one to four in practice. And while that was a nice sentiment, um, I don't think it's particularly relevant for how his role will be uh, when the season starts or when the games get going. He's He's going to play two and three, some version of the wing, and he's probably going to guard the toughest assignment out there. But he also has the help of some reinforcements. Having Zach Collins back and Yusuf Nurkic back just adds more defensive 
girth, I guess, to the Blazers' rotation, something that they really haven't had. They've just had such limited depth in the front court. And as fun and good as Carmelo Anthony has been, he's not a high-level defender or a high-level rebounder. He does what he does. He scores in isolation, and he's pretty good at it. But the Blazers have more versatility, more defense, and their hope for not wasting their bleeping time kind of rests on how good their defense can be. What I want to do in the third segment is play you a little audio from Zach Collins. He's playing in his first physical practices since the since he had shoulder surgery back in October, and he's going to be a crucial member of the Blazers' push towards the playoffs and beyond. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. You're still listening to Lockdown Blazers, and we're still talking about not wasting our bleeping time. Damian Lord had one birthday wish, and it's the Blazers don't waste their time. In the second segment, we heard from Gary Trent Jr. Talks about how he's grown during the hiatus and how excited he is to play with Zach Collins and Yusuf Nurkic, who from his assessment look darn good in practices. And it's notable that Zach Collins is back at practice. He got hurt in the third quarter of the third game of the season, and he was probably on course to come back near the end of the regular season had it played out normally. He would have come back at the end of March. This is kind of what he suggests his timeline is like. But instead, he had to wait a little bit. And now in Orlando... He's been through a week of physical practices, testing out his surgically repaired shoulder and going up against the Blazers' suddenly very imposing front line with Yusuf Nurkic and Hassan Whiteside. So here's what Zach Collins had to say about getting back into the rhythm and what it means to him to be back on the court playing full contact basketball again. It feels great. You know, I haven't done anything like that for a long time. I stepped in on a couple practices before the whole uh, COVID, you know, quarantine happened. And that was just all non-contact, running up and down the court, running through 5-on-0. But uh, to get back out there and actually be working towards something, it's a lot of fun. So Zach Collins is back. But like I mentioned in the Gary Trent Jr. segment, I think the big thing that we're going to see with the Blazers is a slight adjustment to their defense. I think they're going to play more pressure defense on the perimeter, take more chances. They they have typically been more conservative on defense. Uh, and I think with two big rim protectors all the time, and maybe even some minutes where Yusuf Nurkic and Hassan Whiteside play together, two traditional centers, even though Zach Collins is probably a center too at this, this point, but the, they're going to play a little more pressure defense on the perimeter. And they're going to do that because they know that they've got help behind them. And, during Zach Collins' media availability, I asked him specifically about how much the defense might change. And here's his response. In the middle here, you'll hear my voice uh, recorded through my, without a microphone on my laptop speakers. Not ideal, but that's what we're working with. It's the new landscape of digital media. I think we'll just have more rim protection. We'll have uh, better rebounding numbers because of it. We're just going to have more bodies in the paint. Um, I think guards are going to have more confidence to be up in the ball. Uh, put more pressure on the other team's guards. And, you know, from that aspect, we're just going to be uh, much more efficient on the de- defensive end and um, be able to disrupt a lot more on that side of the ball. Is there some functional stuff that's changing? Like in this two weeks, are you guys putting in some new stuff? Uh, a couple little things here and there just because we have the, the personnel to do it. Um, but, you know, we have a lot of guys that know how to play defense in the league, and uh, we're going to rely on that and uh, the schemes that the coaches give us every game based on personnel. So, some defensive tweaks are coming. 
they're always going to look a little bit different just because different players, you know, you, you have new guys on the court. The defense feels a little bit different. So you have, you know, better defenders like Zach Collins on the court. The defense feels a little bit different. But I do think we're going to see some, I do think we're going to see some actual changes to the Blazers game plan. I've tried to pry into this, but it's uh, via Zoom. It's a little bit hard to gain a guy's trust and have him tell you exactly how X's and O's might change. Both Zach Collins and Terry Stotts were a little bit uh, hesitant to provide any details. In general, NBA guys are hesitant to despite to provide details about their changes in strategy. But hey, that's not going to stop me from trying to learn a little bit so I can teach you. Damian Lillard delivered his message in Orlando. He doesn't want to waste their time there. And if the Blazers are going to accomplish that goal and make the playoffs and then make some noise when they get there, it's going to be in large part because of some new help. Yusuf Nurkic, Zach Collins, the emergence of Gary Trent Jr., the role players providing that support for the team's star. And the team's star made his request. And while it may not have been a rally cry because everyone knew that's the plan, He made it clear, and the likes of Gary Trent Jr. and Zach Collins will help the team deliver on that plan to not waste anybody's time. That's going to do it for today's show. Let's grow the Locked on Blazers fandom, listenership. Tell a friend to tell a friend. They can find this podcast wherever they already get podcasts. Just search Locked on Blazers. We'll be there waiting for you. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon. My only ask as a birthday gift is...